the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Despite his supporters trumpeting a series of recent political victories, President Biden's popularity continues to slump. The president's approval rating has limped up a couple of points over the last week or so, but is still below 40 percent. And the real clear politics composite of polls has Mr. Biden's popularity 17 percent underwater. That means 56.5 percent disapprove of the job he's doing, while only 39.5 percent approve. And that's after about a three-point gain in his approval rating. Ken Lorman reporting. Meanwhile, the president has left the White House for the first time today since becoming infected with coronavirus last month. He's settling in for a reunion with First Lady Jill Biden at their home in the state of Delaware. This is SRN News. Mark Levin wants peace through strength. And you avoid World War III by being the biggest, meanest SOBs on the planet. I don't mean being stupid and reckless. I don't know how many more times I can say you need to be prudent. But this stuff, this this isolationist stuff and blame America first stuff, I'm sorry. Count me out. I will never support this. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Good afternoon and thanks for joining us here on AM 1280 The Patriot. We've got the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson coming up next, so do stick around. Let's update your forecast before we get to the program. It's going to be a gloomy one out there, a chance of showers and maybe thunderstorms right into this evening. 77 is the high, 57 is the low overnight. We start Monday off with a chance of some showers, then gradual clearing and afternoon sun, 77 for our Monday high. That's your forecast. Find us online and stream us at am1280thepatriot.com. You'll find our podcast page there as well. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. 
And we do have the uh, live stream up and running here. Uh, actually, I'm just clicking on the go live right now at our Facebook page. Just go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, and you'll see the live stream up and running right there. You can leave a comment or a question on that comment thread as well. And as always, uh, we thank you for tuning in. And uh, glad to be back. Uh, as you folks know who regularly tune in, I have uh, not been in studio here or have not been on the show since the last Sunday in June. I took the uh, whole month of July off, a hiatus. Uh, you know, I mentioned it before between uh, family visiting from out of town. Uh, well, I had to take a trip out of town for my day job. And then uh, my wife and I, the final uh, week or week plus of July, we took a vacation out west. Uh, since I was only going to be in the Twin Cities one, maybe two Sundays a month of July, I figured to take the entire month off and then come back here uh, the first Sunday in August. And here we are. And like I mentioned, uh, my last show at the end of June, when I do come back, it'll be a couple of days before primary day here in Minnesota. And, you know, there's not a lot of uh, suspenseful primary races. I mean, pretty much the major races, particularly the statewide races like governor, attorney general, uh, Secretary of State, Auditor. Uh, it's pretty much fait accompli as who the candidates will be. I mean, technically, uh, Scott Jensen, the front runner for governor and the endorsed candidate uh, for governor on the Republican side, he does have some uh, Republican primary opponents, but I, it would be a major shocker if anything uh, came of that outside of a Dr. Scott Jensen victory. The one that is going to be intriguing is Attorney General uh, Doug Wardlow decided not to abide by the endorsement, as he said he was going to, and his challenging endorsed candidate Jim Schultz for Attorney General. I think Jim Schultz pretty much has that in the bag, uh, but we'll keep an eye on that one. But uh, I do want to at least talk a little bit about the, uh, uh, there was an opportunity this past week down at FarmFest where the two gubernatorial candidates, the assumed Republican gubernatorial candidate, Scott Jensen, uh, took on incumbent Governor Tim Walls in a candidate forum. Uh, I did not get an opportunity to listen uh, to that uh, debate, if you will. I guess it took place in WCCO Radio. Uh, Blois Olson, who is WCCO Radio host and puts out the uh, weekday edition of the Morning Take newsletter. And again, I think I feel like I say this every week. If you're not subscribed to Blois Olson's Morning Take newsletter, where he weighs in on all things uh, politics, uh, you're really missing out. I mean, he sends it directly to your email uh, inbox first thing in the morning, hence the title Morning Take. Uh, He he gives as uh, unvarnished an account as as I've seen around, and, and I feel like I'm getting the full story because, you know, media today is so woefully biased, you, you, you don't feel like you're being told the whole story, but... Before I get to Blois's take, I do want to read from Dana Ferguson's piece at the uh, Pioneer Press. Uh, Governor Tim Walz and Republican challenger Scott Jensen on Wednesday faced off during a testy debate at FarmFest, the Southwestern Minnesota Agricultural Expo that puts competing candidates on the stage ahead of the fall elections. The 90-minute panel discussion frequently veered away from agriculture to a discussion about the state's management of the COVID-19 pandemic. It was the first time that the DFL governor and his presumptive November challenger have debated, and it set the stage for likely issues to come up on the campaign trail. Jensen used his answer periods to question how Walls decided on pandemic mitigation measures for the state 
and to make a pitch for less state regulation for farmers, businesses, and child care providers. The whole concept of locking down Minnesota just because you can't, you think you can is absolutely an example of abomination of government overreach, Jensen said. Jensen is a Chaska family physician who was unvaccinated and who has voiced skepticism of COVID-19 vaccines. During the height of the pandemic, he came under review by the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice for sharing information about COVID-19 treatments that have not been proven effective. And on Wednesday, he shared a theory that COVID-19 was created in a lab. Global health experts say there is no evidence of that. Well, global health experts may say that, but that is kind of becoming the more prevailing sentiment. That Come was, on, man. Yeah, it was a unintended lab leak, which, okay, you, you, if you want to uh, parse that out, feel free. But this is something I had said about Dr. Jensen throughout the campaign and my concerns I echoed. And I was, you know, I was very, I was very upfront that he was not my first choice to uh, be the Republican nominee. Now that he likely will be, I mean, I, full disclosure, I'm going to vote for the guy. Okay, but my concern was that they would he and his running mate, uh, Matt Burke, would be so focused on the COVID-19 pandemic that come November in a few months, it likely won't even be a major issue. And you think about it here in Minnesota, it really hasn't been. I mean, you still had St. Paul and Minneapolis earlier this year still doing the mask mandates because, you know, Omicron, which was definitely more contagious strain of coronavirus but not nearly as severe i.e. there weren't there wasn't nearly as high amount of ic usage and thank god certainly not the death toll that you saw with the original strain so that being said uh st paul minneapolis okay they're you know it was it was pretty much virtue signaling and their mandate that they had particularly for bars and restaurants was pretty much over before it started, but not before it did untold uh, additional damage to these places of business. But that was my concern, is that the Jensen campaign would continue to harp on that issue. And it's like, well, look, there there definitely is still areas where the governor is, is very vulnerable. I mean, if you were at the convention, the uh, state Republican convention back in mid-May, like Mitch and I were when we were conducting a live broadcast from that venue, they had a very damning video of the Walls administration's response to the unrest that took place in the aftermath of, of George Floyd's death at the hands of police back on Memorial Day 2020. I mean, it was very damning. And it's like, boy, if that, if more people outside of just obviously Republicans who are going to vote for the Republican gubernatorial candidate, more people get an opportunity to see that. Up close, it is going to stir up a lot of emotions and a lot of memories of what people were dealing with uh, during that time. And it could also be further used to hit back at the Walls administration because of, well, I mean, Governor Walls basically abusing his emergency powers. And if you remember, for a short window, that late May into summer, you know, June and July, the pandemic also almost became an afterthought because you saw people gathering together in close spaces. Okay, uh, definitely not social distancing and middling mask usage. And yet they weren't chided for being irresponsible and for wanting to, to kill grandma. 
Whereas people who were protesting their businesses being closed down and, and not being able to go to their jobs because they may have worked at companies that weren't considered essential by the government, okay, them going out and protesting, all of a sudden that was the height of social irresponsibility and, and they couldn't even you know mourn their loved ones at a, at a funeral or, or what have you. So there were a lot of areas to hit the governor upon, and I say all that to say that I'm grateful if you'll go to Dr. Jensen's website, he's laid out some very comprehensive plans about how to stop crime in Minnesota. And, of course, inflation's a big issue now that is facing people. I mean, they, if you take the top three issues, you could probably aggregate them in all all of those all-encompassing economic issues. Suddenly, that's the majority of concerns that people have. So as a result, Dr. Jensen has a plan to, to fight inflation, a plan to lower energy costs, and a plan to reduce gas prices. And by the way, uh, just as just an aside, now that gas is get, is getting close to the low fours, I in my local area where I live, it's like four oh six a gallon. They're already rejoicing how gas has fallen on average about fifty cents a gallon. I mean, it's amazing where when gas is at uh, was getting nationwide average close to five bucks a gallon. The administration was defiant and said, well, it's Putin's price hikes and the president really isn't directly responsible for gas prices anyways. But all of a sudden when they start to tumble, they want to give themselves a, a like a presidential medal of freedom or something along those lines. But anyways, I digress. So yeah, on uh, Dr. Jensen, com, if you go to his website, He's laying out some 10-point plans for each of these issues, plan to uh, reduce gas prices, a plan to protect and support women, a plan for rural prosperity. So I'm glad they're starting to focus more on these other issues. But And the the one big concern that a lot of people had, you know, in the aftermath of the Supreme Court decision where Roe versus Wade was overturned, you know, you had uh, the governor— you know, Governor Wall saying, "Well, you know, uh, uh, abortion, right to an abortion, that'll that'll never change. It'll that'll never change under my watch." And he's just hoping for that that people are woefully ignorant because, well, it is codified in the state constitution. So unless you get a makeup of the Supreme Court that is more willing to hear a case where it shouldn't be constitutional, and a case has to be brought anyways. Or if there's a ballot initiative where voters get to actually vote on whether that or not that should be in the state constitution, it has no, th- it has, there's, abortion laws in Minnesota aren't going to change. And yet the governor is relying, uh, or at least he's hoping, that voters are ignorant to that fact, which kind of tells you what the governor thinks about Minnesota voters. If he's willing to get out there and puff out his chest and talk all tough about that issue. But the problem is you get you get Matt Burke out there doubling down and basically saying you know, that he doesn't believe uh, in abortion for any reason whatsoever. And whether you agree with that or not, that's just not going to play in Minnesota. And I never understood this mentality of it's all or nothing. I mean, when you talk about the rape or incest uh, exception, statistics show that that's less than 1% of reasoning for all abortions. And therefore, if you keep that in place, you're you're ridding yourself of probably 99-plus percent of the abortions, yet Matt Burke continued to double down on that belief. Now, I get where he's coming from. You know, he's very staunch pro-life, and he's, and he's put his—and he's lived up to it. I mean, he's had—he uh, has nine children, I think, 
uh, seven of them are biological, seven or eight of them, and he's adopted some as well. Okay, so he, he lives what he speaks. But at the same time, you have to understand that uh, for from a political standpoint, and again, you are running for political office, you have to definitely play that particular game. And so, as we've seen in the past, a lieutenant governor candidate, they don't necessarily win you elections, but they can definitely lose them for you. See uh, Judy Dutcher, DFL lieutenant governor candidate back in 2006 when she was asked about E85 and completely fumbled over that answer. Now, you can argue whether or not that that gave Tim Pawlenty re-election, but because Pawlenty won, I think, by less than 1%, uh, it certainly didn't hurt, that's for sure. So, uh, thankfully, Matt Burke hasn't made a ton of headlines lately, and that talk has kind of cooled off, and we can just focus on the the, the main issues here. But if you're looking at about, about issues that concern people, I think abortion was like 3%, and this is even in the aftermath of the Supreme Court's decision, so this idea that people were, were jumping around concerned that that was going to be a big issue, that all of a sudden that that was going to um, snatch uh, victory from the jaws of defeat, uh, or excuse me, snatch defeat for the jaw, from the jaws of victory for Republicans, it isn't necessarily uh, playing out that way. So uh, grateful that we got to see the two candidates, uh, Governors uh, uh, Walls and obviously candidate Scott Jensen, go head-to-head and draw that distinction. And what we saw that Dr. Scott Jensen is a much stronger candidate than Jeff Johnson. God bless Jeff Johnson. I have a tremendous amount of admiration for him. He was a Republican candidate in 2014 and 2018. Uh, and what we were promised, we were getting a scrappy fighter, and we really didn't see that from, from Jeff Johnson those two election cycles. So I'm glad we're seeing that uh, from Scott Jensen, and he's definitely uh, getting more diverse topics outside of the COVID-19 pandemic. So there is an opportunity here. There's no doubt about it. And uh, hopefully, uh, Dr. Jensen can take advantage. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And we do have our live stream up and running at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So if you want to check in there as well, feel free. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with a, another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Wasn't I good to Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. I'm Paul Ostro, and I approve this message. It is both heartbreaking and infuriating to hear the stories of neighbors traumatized by the wave of carjackings in Hennepin County. But as many victims pushed for a tough new felony carjacking law in Minnesota, politicians like Ryan Winkler stood in their way. Winkler cares more about partisan politics than keeping you and your family safe. Now, he wants to be the county's top prosecutor 
But if he didn't care about violent crime in the legislature, will he fight for your safety as Hennepin County attorney? This primary election, vote for plans, not politics. Visit www.ostroforhennepin.com to check out our 10-point plan to address violent crime. www.ostroforhennepin.com And most importantly, vote Paul Ostro for Hennepin County Attorney on August 9th. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost seven percent of the more than half a million people who have tried relief factor end up ordering more that's because it works for them the way it works for me isn't it time for you to get out of pain your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only 19.95 go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer that's relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief feel the difference Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And we do have our live stream up and running here at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, so feel free to leave a comment or a question there. Our guest intensive for the show, folks, so probably be better if you want to weigh in. Do Do so via Twitter or via Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, and then we'll get to it. As we can. So the first guest of our, uh, I guess we could call it a guest of Palooza today, uh, Consigliere, is uh, Tina Riley. She is a uh, Republican candidate. Well, one of a couple of Republican candidates vying for the Republican nomination. Of course, primary day is this Tuesday, August 9th. Uh, Tina is running in the new Minnesota House District 33B, which includes a northern sliver of Stillwater as well as Stillwater Township, Marine on St. Croix, May Township and Scandia. Uh, Tita, of course, calling in because given it's two days until primary day, it's crunch time. So she's probably out there uh, making as many voter contacts as she possibly can. But we appreciate her taking the time to uh, check in with us today. Uh, Tina Riley, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. How are you today? I am well, thank you. Um, Thanks for having me. You are right. I have been out already door knocking and on my way to the Washington County Fair next. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. That is this weekend. Wow. Well, Tina, we appreciate you taking about 10 minutes to check in. Uh, obviously, a very busy schedule, given everything that's uh, going on. Uh, what is your uh, what is your sense as you're getting out there, knocking on doors, engaging with voters? Uh, uh, their top priorities this election cycle, Tina Riley. In my district, I have been seeing a lot of conversation about education, mostly because I think I am uh, currently the only conservative member on the school board. And in November, the DFL will be putting up the teachers union president as their uh, endorsed candidate. And so him and I have already been um, engaged in discourse over the last 
several years regarding issues, uh, union-pushed issues in our district. Okay, and obviously out in your uh, particular area, how much has the district where you live in uh, changed? I mean, obviously you've been a constituent uh, as far as when it comes to uh, legislative representation, but has your district uh, changed dramatically after redistricting, Tina? It, um, uh, jeepers, you know, it, it has, it has cut off part of the district that I represent currently as a school board member. Okay. Um, but it, it kind of, my area now hugs the, the river, goes up to Bayport and then hugs a little area around the lake, uh, into Forest Lake. So uh, as a school board member, obviously, sir, uh, getting in there and serving on the on the front lines in these very uh, local areas, now you decided to run for Minnesota State Legislature. Uh, was there any particular uh, issue? I mean, obviously, education, given you're on the school board, certainly has to be a big issue. But is there something uh, outside of that that really pushed you to decide to make a bigger push and represent the area in a larger district, Tina? Um, so... Actually, the the district. I, I think I represent a larger area on the school board than I do as a legislative candidate. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, but um, really, what I've seen happening on the district level um, has has taught me a little bit about the intricacies on how things are tied in legislatively, and things that that need to happen accountability wise. Um, are, are some things that I need to work on on the state level to to do better for our, our kids, our communities, and our families. Obviously, uh, we hear a lot about uh, economic issues. Uh, certainly, everybody's talked about gas prices. They've gotten better over the past few weeks, but still, certainly a lot higher than they have been in the past uh, couple of years. Certainly, uh, uh, going to the grocery store isn't uh, uh, nearly as cost-effective as it was, say, a, a couple of years ago. What are you hearing specifically about economic issues. Are you hearing about gas prices and, and costs of everyday goods, uh, or is it uh, some other general items that uh, people are conveying when you're talking to them? Yeah, we. it is getting very difficult for people to be able to afford cost of living. Gas prices um, are high. Uh, energy prices are high. We have a lot of uh, family members and in, in those in our community that are retired and on fixed incomes. Um, and they really can't afford the the increases we've had, even with the property tax increase, mm. um, with um, you know uh, increasing everybody's home values. It's been really difficult for families. So we need to stop the out of control spending. Uh, we want to you know pass record tax cuts here in Minnesota and help families that are struggling with those higher gas and food and energy prices. Yeah, absolutely. And as we saw uh, last legislative session, there was a lot of haggling over a. A uh, very significant uh, uh, budget surplus it, uh, took place where, you know, I don't get how some elements look at that as a good thing where we take too much of the taxpayer's right. money. And right. unfortunately, not a lot of uh, substance uh, was utilized uh, for that surplus. So uh, I'm glad you definitely brought that to the forefront. Well, uh, obviously, your time in the school board, Tina, you've been uh, you will get back to that in a little bit, because obviously you've been hearing a lot about educational issues. Certainly, that was a big factor. Uh, in off-election years, particularly in 2021. I mean, we saw that in the uh, state of Virginia, certainly. Is there something within your school district that was of big concern of the parents that specifically that you can bring to the uh, state legislature, Tina Riley? Um, since about 2015, we've had an academic decline in our in our district. And I know we're not alone. I know this is happening throughout the state. 
the focus has moved and shifted from actual uh, core academics, which, you know, we're required to uh, teach through statute and have uh, uh, kind of been fixated on the social piece. And um, between that and the mandates, I have uh, fought uh, vehemently against uh, mandates, um, masking for for these kids, um, and um, wasteful spending has been um, another a piece of that. And just the union um, special interests from the teachers union that have come down. The teachers union isn't necessarily doing all great things for teachers. They have their own agenda that, that falls down actually from national uh, levels. Once again, we are joined by uh, Tina Riley. She is vying to be the Republican nominee in uh, state, uh, the new uh, state uh, house district 33B, which again is uh, essentially over in the uh, Stillwater uh, River Valley area, Stillwater Township, uh, Scandia, May Township, Marina on St. Croix, that sort of thing. Again, Tina, we only have a, a couple of minutes. If you want, uh, if people within your district, uh, I imagine you've talked to enough of them, but if people want to know a little bit more about you, 48 hours out from primary day, uh, where can people go? Website, if you need some money, I imagine they could perhaps donate there. Uh, give the folks the vitals. Yep, uh, rileyforhouse.com, and it's R-I-E-H-L-E, forhouse.com. Uh, endorsements. Uh, from the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers, Minnesota Citizens Concerned for Life, Minnesota Chamber of Commerce. I've got an A rating from the Gun Owners Caucus and also endorsed by Karen Housley, Bob Detmer, and Kathy Lomer. Fantastic. Okay. Well, once again, uh, I by the way, folks, at bradcarlson.org, I have a link to uh, Tina's website uh, as well. If you want to go there, it's your one-stop shop for everything. Uh, RileyForHouse.com. That's R-I-E-H-L-E. Uh, forhouse.com, Riley for house.com. Uh, Tina, uh, thank you so much. We know it's crunch time uh, over there. We appreciate you taking uh, time out from your busy schedule to uh, kind of make your convey, uh, make your pitch to our listeners. Best of luck to you uh, this Tuesday in primary. And if indeed you do uh, emerge victorious, uh, we wouldn't. We'd love to have you come back and talk about your general election if you get that far. So appreciate the time today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Brad. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Prescription products require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. Love your results or your money back. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You 
can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-457-9220. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision-makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Chet's Shoes is your industrial footwear headquarters. Talk to him today about setting up a customized industrial program for your employees. Chet's works with you to fit your company's needs in everything from specific styles to customized billing. Let them bring the store to you with their mobile shoe service or visit their store in Spring Lake Park. Chet's features comfortable and professionally fit footwear with brands such as Timberland Pro, Keen Utility, New Balance, Reebok, Carolina, Ariat, and more. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. If I walk down this hallway tonight, it's too quiet, so I Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Push your That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Continuing with our uh, political candidates, now get the honor of talking to Karen Atia. She is the Republican-endorsed candidate. Oh, look at that. Uh, applause before she even says anything. Very excited. Karen Atia is the Republican candidate in the new Minnesota Senate District 34, which covers Rogers, Dayton, Champlin, eh, southwest edge of Coon Rapids, and portions of Brooklyn Park. Uh, Karen also ran for state Senate in 2020 in a district that looks dramatically different uh, now than it did then. Uh, she fell short then, but she is uh, geared up for a rematch against incumbent uh, State Senator John Hoffman. Uh, Karen Atia, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Great to have you on today. Thanks, Brad. It's just wonderful to have the opportunity to talk with you and, and to share my story with voters. Absolutely. And uh, we, uh, for purposes of full disclosure, Karen, we have our Facebook uh, live going. So if you want to wave to the oh, camera, feel right. free. <laughs> we appreciate uh, you uh, coming on down all the way. Uh, Karen does not have a primary opponent, so it is uh, laser focused on the general election, which hard to believe Karen's three months away. That's but right. It'll be here before we know it. Well, uh, the question we always like to ask all of our political candidates and my colleague, uh, Jack Tomzik, this is kind of his uh, general question. Who are you and why are you running? 
Well, I want to say, first of all, that when I ran in 2020, I gained nearly 44% of the vote. And for a person that had no background in running for any office, I, I an, felt yeah, that di- that was a success. Oh, yeah. And a district definitely not favorable to Republicans, even more so. so That's yes, right. And was- so this time, I'm going to finish it off. Absolutely. But so I, you're Karen Atia. We know that much. Yes. And <laughs> I am a 25-year resident of Champlin. I have raised four sons successful. They all are successful, thankfully. But way back in the beginning, I'll just tell you that I am a constitutional conservative and a Christian. I grew up on a dairy farm in Benton County, the first of five children. And so I learned early on what it was to work. Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet. Family farm, everyone is expected to do something and make it all go. So that was a wonderful time of my life. About the time I was juniors in high school, I kind of had the feeling that I wanted to serve people and do something and cared about that. So I decided I'm going to go into nursing. And that was really my niche. I have had a wonderful career in med- in healthcare and have now retired okay. a few years ago. But what I'm looking forward to is bringing that passion to the Capitol as the senator of Senate District 34. I feel that that experience, along with my background in business, I have owned, co-owned with my former husband two small restaurants. Okay. So I had a full gamut of information. I did everything, management, hiring, firing, uh, working on the floor, working in the kitchen, dishes, baking, the works. Mm. Um, and also doing the accounting and <laughs> getting all the books done. I'm an accountant, so my condolences. No, yeah. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Ooh, so. Yeah, it was quite a deal. <laughs> but, um, yep, so um, I've, uh, that is me. I'll just oh, tell you about that. Fantastic. So uh, given given that very diverse background, Karen, again, growing up on a farm, uh, being a partner in, in small businesses, obviously being in healthcare, working as a nurse, now retired from that, uh, when did, was it, was there ever a thought in the back of your mind that someday you'd like to go into politics? Or how did, I guess, how did that come about here? In well, Indiana? I'll just tell you that um, my family, my mom and dad, always made it clear that this was a, we needed to be involved with politics by being a voter. Okay. And being interested in what was happening politically. My dad is a great, has been and is now passed away, but a great uh, admirer of President Reagan. Okay. And so... Um, that I take with me. He he talked to about him a lot. I, over the years then, started getting involved in grassroots politics when I started, uh, when I lived in Champlain and when I start, came to Champlain, I should say, uh, when the kids were old enough so that I could do a little something different. And then I also became an election judge back in, I think it was 2008, I started doing that to just get my feet wet on what's going on that way. Sure. Um, then I would say it was at the time when the restaurants, we were moving out of that kind of business and I had already quit nursing, that I became more focused on what was happening in the state of Minnesota. It came to my attention that there was something called a comprehensive sex education bill that was being presented in the 2019 omnibus bill through the House. Right. That was, as I researched it, I thought, this is horrible. What's mm. going on in our schools? Why are they doing this? Parents are the ones that should be teaching sex education to their children and not at a early age. It should be at an appropriate age. So that's what kind of started the whole thing with me then. Um, just before the close of the 
ability to sign an affidavit of candidacy in 2020, I was made aware that my opponent had nobody running against him. Oh, wow. Okay. So with uh, encouragement and with prayerful consideration, I decided to go in, do it. I dedicated five months. I told myself, this is it. I'm going to do the very best I can because I want to make a difference. I could see that we needed it in the state. So uh, when you had when you had that opportunity in, in 2020, again, it was uh, it, um, I, w- I won't say it was a, a difficult year for Republicans, but in Minnesota, it's always a, an uphill battle to say the least. And when you're in a district which had even more of Brooklyn Park and Coon Rapids than it does now, uh, those aren't those aren't the ruby red areas that that I remember when I lived in those <laughs> particular areas, maybe back in the early 2000s. So from that experience in 2020, Karen Atia, what could you take from that experience? And what did you learn that is more that is serving you now uh, as you're running in 2022? Well, I learned early on that two things: when you're campaigning, you fundraise and you door knock. And the door knocking for me was really the key in 2020. I did that. I carried a mask around. I made sure that I socially distanced because I did not want any voters being concerned about their safety oh, of course. and their health. Right. Uh, but I got a wonderful reception at the door, people saying, well, I've never seen a candidate personally come to my door. Wow, okay. And so that was, you know, something that kind of struck home for me. I thought, yep, and I'm going to do that again. And that's what I've been doing for over two and a half months now. And meeting, of course, with the new district, having to go into Rogers and Dayton, which I did not have last time, right? and meet lots of new people. <laughs> but the other thing that I learned is that you really need a good team. And I have a number of volunteers, and they are just dedicated. They know what is needed. But I keep, I try to keep them inspired. You know, sure. And that's important, too, because people have other things going on in their life. And the idea of helping out door knocking can get pretty tiring pretty fast. <laughs> so Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, as you're going out to uh, to the doors of E-Day, I, again, it's kind of a dynamic district. Is There are still slivers of Coon Rapids and Brooklyn Park. There are right. champlains, maybe a little more middle of the road. But like I say, uh, as you, the new parts of the district, Dayton and Rogers, is there kind of a general sentiment you're hearing from all of these constituents as you're going to the doors? I guess... Let me phrase it another way. What's kind of the primary concern among the people as you're getting out there and making contacts with these voters? Yeah, I know you were going to ask that. And I have to say it's not just one thing. But Makes I'll, sense. I'll say that the economy is one of the top things, but also the concern about safety mm. and crime. Um, that more so in Brooklyn Park, of course, but even in Champlain now, things are starting to happen um, that are pretty negative. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I had a person tell me in Brooklyn Park just this last week that a few blocks from him, he's hearing gunfire off and on. And and he's considering now that he's nearing retirement that they're going to move. And I'm hearing that from others, too. There's houses up for sale, several of them that I've thought I could count on. <laughs> you know, they're deciding it's time to leave. Um, the The other comment that I had was from a story from a young man who is in the uh, electrical engineering department at the university and going down to his class. He's on the public transportation, just sitting there minding his business. And some person that was on the, the, this train, I guess it was, okay. just came up and hit him in the face. He ended up having oh to God. go to the to the ER at the U. And, you know, he says, this is a, he was 25, mm-hmm. and he just said, 
it's really dangerous in Minneapolis. And he said, it's hard to go to school down there. And I don't want to spend any time other than that. So when you hear stories like that, it really, really is hurts. It's just sad. How can we live this way? Things have to be have to change. And looking at the last two years, has anything changed? No, we are going in the wrong direction. Once again, we are joined by uh, Karen Atia. She is a Republican candidate in the new Senate District 34, which, as we mentioned, includes Rogers, Dayton, Champlin, southwest edge of Coon Rapids, and portions of Brooklyn Park. Uh, Karen, we do have to take a quick break. Are you able to hold for one final short segment with us? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back uh, with uh, Karen Atia. We'll uh, certainly give out uh, information if you want to learn more about Karen. Uh, We'll give out uh, her website, all the other credentials. John, we'll take a break right now. And we come back, uh, we'll wrap up the segment, uh, find out a little bit more about Karen, everything she's hearing out there in the uh, campaign trail, and uh, whatever we can do to uh, help her candidacy. I I know our general manager has a vested interest because I think he lives in your district. He does, yes. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back with Karen Atia right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, making my return to the Patriot Bunker. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do, but you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing, and it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens. Like your water heater quits on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing, online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. I'm driving a 2018 Elantra, red, my favorite color. Hi, I'm Rita from St. Paul. Well, when I first walked in, I felt welcomed. And I'd been at a couple other dealerships that uh, I gave an F to. And Justin was the first gentleman to wait on me when I took it in for my first service. And he's been the only person that I've dealt with since then. Can't say enough good things about him. On Christmas Day of last year, I was on the freeway driving home. And all of a sudden, a red light came on. And the right front tire was low. And the next day, I called. And Justin answered. He said, let me take a look at it and go in the waiting room and, and I'll get back to you. They found that there was a huge nail in the tire. And so he was able to get that all fixed up and replaced and sent me on my way home. Invergrove Hyundai was very welcoming. Service was excellent. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. 
That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Schedule a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. That's K-E-E-G-A-N lawoffice.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Making my return to the Patriot Bunker after taking a hiatus for the month of July. I appreciate that. Thank you. Be sure to uh, check in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Radio Network Facebook page. And as always, our good friend Wild Wilson checking in from Texas. We appreciate uh, Wild's support uh, all these many years. And again, uh, we are joined in studio by uh, Karen Atia. She running in Minnesota Senate District 34, which is a uh, repackaged uh, district. She ran in uh, Senate District 36 back in 2020, but the new Senate District 34 now includes Rogers and Dayton and much less of Brooklyn Park and Coon Rapids, but still includes her home city of Champlin. So uh, definitely an advantage there, and uh, this would definitely be a flip if Karen were to emerge victorious because right now DFL Senator uh, John Hoffman is the uh, current incumbent. And uh, not to ask you to talk uh, bad about your opponent, Karen, to you. I mean, you could say whatever you like, but uh, that that comment did kind of strike me when you talked about in 2020 you were out door knocking and uh, people saying that they weren't used to candidates coming to the door. Uh, that's either a uh, indictment on your GOP predecessors or uh, the current uh, incumbent senator, Karen, to you. So uh, you're out there putting in the work. Well, uh, once again, Karen, uh, before we move on uh, logist- from a logistical standpoint, we do want to get... Uh, your information out there where people can find out more about your candidacy. So if you have websites, social media presence, what have you, uh, feel free to share it. Okay. Well, it's www.atia4senate, that's F-O-R, senate.com. And I have a Facebook link to that site as well. Fantastic. That's atia, A-T-T-I-A, atia4senate.com. And I've also linked to it at uh, my website, bradcarlson.org. So kind of your one-stop shop for for all of our guests today where you can find out all about them. Uh, we talked a little bit, uh, Karen, you alluded to the fact you, you've you uh, kind of dabbled in politics. You've always been uh, active at the grassroots level. But one of the things that you mentioned, and I think is very important, and one thing we try to stress here, is being an election judge. You know, we heard a lot about people who were very dissatisfied with the electoral process, whether it was here in Minnesota or nationally, about the way some elections were run. And the way we like to say it, it's like, well, if you have genuine concern about it, there is, you know, do everything that you can control. And one of those areas is being an election judge. Now, you, Karen, haven't been in that role before. Why don't you kind of share with our listeners a little bit what that entails, maybe how to get started in the process? Okay. Well, first, uh, as a Republican, I would go to the MNGOP website. Okay. And they have a area where you can fill out and become active by filling out, a, I guess, a form. I haven't done it that way. And then going to your city, uh, to the city clerk, and making sure that they know that you want to be an election judge. 
And there's options to be on the ballot board as well. And I know the city of Minneapolis, our Hennepin County, was looking for ballot board judges. Okay. So um, that is another option. Or even if you want to be just a, an absentee ballot counter, being a judge doing that, if, because then you could choose your hours. The day of okay. election is a long day. It is, yes. I know the group that I worked with, we we had brought our food in there and we had took our turns sure. trying to get some food <laughs> in during the day. It's a long day, but totally worth it because, you know, we, we're doing our very best. Each one of them are volunteer. Well, we do get paid. We have the opportunity to get paid, but it's still something that you have to be dedicated to. And your employer has to give you the time off, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, folks. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, just kind of an kind of aside, people always like to talk about Election Day as maybe making it a national holiday. Not to say that you're bringing that to the uh, Senate floor, Karen, if you're elected, but is that something that uh, you've ever thought about, Election Day being a national holiday? Well, I hadn't thought of that, but that sounds all right to me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think we should have voter ID. In fact, as an election judge, I had many people coming up to to get their registration and get their ballot and handing me their ID. And, you know, I could tell them I don't need that. However, it was very nice because it was easy to find their address then. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I see that at our uh, precinct where we vote all the time, people presenting their ID, even if they're not uh, required to do so. So mm-hmm. that is it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if that's a if that's a push that's going to be taking place at the legislature. Again, obviously, we have to have an, an election first. We're all 201 seats are up. So that's to, right. to be determined, I guess it is. Well, again, we do only have a few minutes with our in-studio guest, Karen Atia again. She is a Republican nominee in Senate District 34, Rogers, Dayton, Champlin, Southwest Edge of Coon Rapids, and portions of Brooklyn Park. Uh, Karen, we talked a little bit about what you're hearing from uh, voters kind of all over the board. Um, Is there anything else that really stood out when when you're going to the doors, meeting with voters, something that they're really passionate about this election cycle? You know, you think about some areas, it's like, well, they might, might not be as touched by the law and order issue is, say, as some of the more urban areas. But as you conveyed, um, people are experiencing that real world, whether it's within their home city or not. Right. Well, the other thing is in the education realm, I've met many teachers or paras, both, and they have shared concerns that they have. And what is what I'm finding out, many people are talking about the mental health issues of students mm. in, in the K through 12. Yes. And as a result of that, they're also having management issues in the classroom. And that really affects the learning of all students. If there's some that are not manageable, they have limited ways to handle those situations. So that's based on what the district's rules are. But the Concern is that there is not enough help for these mental health issues, and uh, that came out very clear to with many people. Um, taxes, of course, is a big deal. Seniors being taxed on their Social Security yes, income. still. And the high tax. And people are talking about property taxes going up so much. We're in Hennepin County. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, that's an issue. So those are other things. But I will tell you that Many, many times I'd ask, what is your top issue in this voting season? And what I hear is everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, how much time do you have? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just overwhelming. Many people just can't even begin to talk about what is the most important because they're all 
important issues. Yeah, we, we've definitely seen more than ever uh, uh, bubbling the surface past couple years. Uh, we do want to. Uh, we only have a couple of minutes left, but uh, we do have a caller that just wants to weigh in on the election judge uh, issue. So, if Amy is still on line one, uh, Amy, go ahead. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi, thanks a lot. Um, yeah, I've done election judge, and also I'm currently on a ballot board. And my question is, what is the good of the ballot board when I'm showing up and they're stacked the ballots? They've already been stacked. There's The envelopes have already been, quote, checked. There's no way for me to know. I'm just opening ballots and stacking them in a stack. And then there's a county employee who's feeding them into the to the ballot machine. So what exactly am I able to do? Like, I feel like I've tried to volunteer and it's not, there's no purpose to it. I'm assuming you're in Ramsey County, Amy. Is that where this happened? No, I'm, I've, it's Stillwater. Stillwater. I got you. Okay. Mm. Appreciate the call, Amy. Uh, Karen, I don't know if you can speak to that aspect of it. I'll just say I've heard that as well, actually in 2020, because I had some people that were doing absentee ballots and the uh, outside envelope was already separated from the inside. So how could you confirm the signature? That, right, right. That, is, that something is wrong there. I think we can all agree that we have laws. What's going on? Are we not? Why are they not being followed? Elections are our sacred right. And this needs to be taken care of immediately. Steve Simons, where are you? Yeah, right. Well, that's another, certainly another issue that's going to be brought forth and has been brought forth in previous legislative sessions uh, in other states. So hopefully this can continue to be uh, brought to our attention this upcoming uh, legislative session when we have a, an enti- basically an entire new legislature. Once again, we have been joined by Karen Atia, the Republican nominee in Minnesota Senate District 34. Again, check out her website, atiaforsenate.com. That's A-T-T-I-A, atiaforsenate.com. And do a search for Karen Atia on Facebook, and you'll find her uh, Senate Facebook page. Uh, Karen, honored to be joined in by you in studio today. Best of luck going forward, and I'd uh, love to have you on again in the future. Appreciate the time. Thank you very much, Brad. Appreciate it. Hello to everybody out there, my voters. Get in contact with me. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Turn all of the This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pain. 
prick in my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. Simply visit am1280thepatriot.com, click on Hosts, and search for the topics that matter most to you. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.